Hi, and welcome to She's the Boss Chats. I'm your host, Jules Brooke, and in the show, I interview amazing women and female founders about what it is that they're doing and why they're doing it. It's all about us lifting up the women around us. So, Kate Peterson, I am so excited to have you on this podcast. I'm really interested to hear about your journey because you sound like you're up to all sorts of great things. It's mischief. It's mischief. Yes. I was going to say mischief and I was also going to go great things that I should be doing and I'm not doing. But anyway, (laughs) let's start at the beginning. So why don't you tell everyone who's listening what it is that you do and why you're doing it? All right. I just have this burning passion to... um, make things a little bit better from where I'm standing. And um, I'm using a whole lot of different ways of doing that. But I guess the, the cohesive part of it is the yoga practice. So right. um, I'm using a few different businesses and co-ops and initiatives to try and achieve through the yoga community what I feel needs to change. <laughs> um, and what do you and, think that is? Oh, boy, how, have you got, <laughs> how many days do you have? <laughs> no, we have an hour. We can go in lot, into a lot of depth on this. So tell me, what, okay. yeah, because you also said I've got a whole lot of other things. So what do you mean by that? Yeah, yeah, there's a whole lot of things that I'm doing, a whole lot of kind of businesses, co-ops, initiatives that I've set up. But the basic concept behind it is that um, a healthy, happy person means that those around us tend to uh, be well imprinted on and become healthy and happy and strong as well. And then from that family that feels healthy, happy and strong, then there's a healthy, happy, strong community moving out into the town, moving out into the world. So it's a very um, – yoga is a transformative discipline, basically, that yeah. helps people feel better about themselves and to come into their natural state of being. And um, when you ask me what needs changing, I think we've drifted a long way from that. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. But first, let's just tell people. So Yoga Hive is now I've only met you at one lunch, one of our She's the Boss lunches. But Yoga Hive, you said, is that that is a community of is that the one with 33,000 yoga practitioners in Australia? Well, yes. No, in, in Australia, we've got 33,000 yoga practitioners, plus we've got 100 training institutions. So there's a constantly um, wow. bubbling brook of new yoga teachers. And I think right. that's in um, kind of in response to the kind of need that we all have as humans in Australia or around the world at the moment. But anyway, Yoga Hive is a way of reaching out and trying to present yoga in a way that's completely um, completely okay for people and doesn't bring up images of woo-woo or, you know, purple-clad people. And it's shrines. just a new type of exercise or a different type of exercise. Precisely. Well, not only an exercise for your body but also for your mind and for your breathing and it has a whole lot of tools that are, are extremely applicable to people suffering from most things, <laughs> whether that be arthritis, right. obesity, mm, Depression, social isolation, multiple sclerosis, headaches, backaches, not sleeping properly, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, you know. So are you saying so all of those are kind of impacted by our minds as well as our physical bodies? Completely. You know, like the yoga actually means in uh, Sanskrit to yoke your body and mind. So it's that that oh, kind it does of it. Yeah, I didn't know that. that That's amazing. Yeah. So um, we're a very distracted bunch, most of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we've got the telly on, we've got the radio, we've got the next thing happening. You know, we're living in regrets in the past, fear for the future, and all that just really leads to a state where we feel a little on edge or off kilter quite often. So yoga is a way of coming back. Okay, so so your business is so is your business called Yoga Hive? Is that the main business That's that you work on? Correct. And Yoga Hive is a way of people going onto the, our website and finding um, the type of yoga that they'd like to do, and then booking into that studio and heading off and doing a bit of yoga. So our job is to really reach out across Australia to people that have never done it before. Yeah. Um, and now, because we've just gone through COVID or we're going through COVID, should I yeah. say, um, everybody's offering online options. So there's people sitting where you you live now doing classes in Mount Isa and people in Tasmania yeah, doing classes in Darwin. And, you know, it's really um, opened the field to what's available. And there's some fabulous uh, It's funny, teachers. is it? it yeah. I mean, I look at COVID and you think, wow, it's shut us all down, but it's actually opened us all up 
in another way where we can be connected with anyone around the country or around the world? It, the choices are, you know, even <laughs> wider than they were before. I mean, it may not be that I can give you a hug. <laughs> no. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. And so I don't know about the quality, you know, like I, I have questions around that and a lot of yoga teachers have feel tired because what they've been saying to me is, you know, normally they open up the class, people come in and everybody's talking and doing and and sharing that moment together and they get fed by that whereas on online they don't they aren't receiving the same love back in their direction the same bounce back um so that's a really interesting observation like i've heard it it is i think that's i think that's fascinating because Mm. i guess maybe some of it is also just not it's such a new way of communicating with people and being with people that it but i've been doing online and zoom and working from home for gosh five six years now yeah and and i find it i don't i don't see it now as as being a difficult way of speaking to people i feel like i'm in the room with them but i know that a lot of people do find that and and i can completely get that instead you just got to give your energy all the time to keep it all moving so um so so that's yoga hive now there is another thing though on the signature of your email which (laughs) is get off your asana so what's that and how are you involved in that so um that's something that we've established um get off your asana do you know what do you know what an asana is Jules no, but I know what get off your ass means. <laughs> I'm assuming Which, it's a play on words, but yeah, so tell me. What does Asana exactly mean? Exactly it. It's asana. a good irreverent Australian label for what we're doing. But um Asana is a pose, a yoga pose. It might be this, it might be that, you know, it's the thing that you do with your body. Um Oh, so it's any yoga pose is called an asana. Pose. Yeah. Oh, okay. And we've been really um suffering or, or, or questioning what's going on with the yoga world lately, whereas where you've got medias just taken on yoga big time, you know, every time they're trying to advertise yogurt or Dunlop tires or whatever, there's a yeah. yoga person there, you know, and um, a lot of those yoga people are in bikinis and they're looking <laughs> fabulously 22, you know, and right. insanely kind of life and ridiculously yes. healthy and airbrushed. And it's Insta really, fabulous. yeah, which is great for them and great for the Dunlop tire. But, you know, like the basic fact is that um, yoga is not about people who can touch their toes already and, and look that way in a bikini, you know, it's about people who are in whatever state. And that's where yoga does its best work, you know, helping people move out of their rush, whether that be physical, mental, spiritual, whatever. So um, it's a really dangerous kind of thing that's happened, you know. I think it started with Madonna taking on yoga big time and um, right. and it's just gone from there into more and more bodification of yoga, whereas yoga, only one-eighth of the whole yoga story is about your body and, and the other seven-eighths are about your mind, your focus, your, your um, attitude towards living as a human on the planet, your cleansing processes, that what you eat, et cetera, et cetera, your meditation, right. your connection to joy, et cetera, all the other things that make us such wonderful beings, you know, not just our physical form, which is here one minute, gone the next. I can attest to that, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And this is fascinating. I had no idea. I did think yoga was just about, it was a type of fitness yeah. that, you know, allows you to touch your toes and twist yourself in knots. And yes, you're right. I mean, when you think of the younger generations and then watching all those Instagram people doing backflips on the beach or whatever, holding poses, yeah. it's all very... Um, physical beauty as opposed to sort of mental beauty so that's great for anybody that's listening I don't know whether I'm the only one in the whole world that doesn't know much about yoga but (laughs) I'm sure there'll be people listening I mean look I've been dying to do it for ages but um well, it you've got no choice un- now, Jules. I'm just letting you know. There is no choice. Okay, great. <laughs> we've got on Yoga Hive, we've got hundreds of yoga studios and, hun- and thousands of options. And I'm just about to send you a free Yoga Hive pass. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go. I'll definitely go. And then I'll rave about it on She's the oh, Boss. Oh, great. Okay, so... So I was going to say, why did you set it up? But actually, I'm going to go right back now. I would love to hear your story from when you left school and what you wanted to be when you grew up to how you've ended up doing what you're doing now. Ooh la la. That's a big, long story. (laughs) It it is a big, long story, but it's always fascinating (laughs) because I think for 
any woman in business, we what we set out to do is is very rarely what we end up doing. And it's such a fascinating journey to see the influences along the way that have led you down different paths. So that's why I'm kind of nosy yeah. about that. Thank you. Yeah, no, look, it's such an interesting process, isn't it? Particularly as our role as, as women in this world yes. has, has changed so much. You know, like as a kid, I wanted to be an air hostess. You know, I used to. Uh, yeah, there. I wanted to be a teacher, and I think that was probably the limit of what I could imagine fabulous women did. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I used to sit there and cut all the pictures out of air hostesses and put them around my bedroom. Anyway. <laughs> so really, you're could... just you're helping people fly in a different way now. That's yeah. all. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> in any way I could. Um, yeah. So then, when it came to the end of school, I went to a fairly alter. I grew up in Greece, actually, in Athens, in Greece. And oh, really? Yeah. How come? Um, Are you? Greek? No, I'm not Greek, sadly. Wish I was, but no, I'm not. Um, my my father had work over there, so our whole family went to Greece, and that oh, was really fabulous. Lucky, lucky me for five years. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the first five years of your life, was it? Oh no, that was ten till fifteen. Yeah. Oh, brilliant years to go. So you remember it well. Oh, very well, very very well. So I came back to Australia, and I did my. I was booked into a fairly straight laced girls school. Um, yeah. But by that stage, I had my loose legs, so I refused. And so it was, <laughs> I ended up. <laughs> Are you allowed to refuse school? I don't know how that works. <laughs> yeah, not school in general, <laughs> but I could refuse oh, that, okay, school, that school, which was, yeah. that was boaters and, you know, the whole horror. Yeah. Um, so I went to an alternate school for the last two years, which gave me um, more idealism than I could deal with at that stage. So really all I wanted to do was go up to Byron Bay and grow vegetables and, you know, massage and have babies. Right, great. <laughs> and, and just connect to the earth. But um, instead I ended up going and doing occupational therapy. So, right. you know, the the advice that I got in those, that, those times was, you know, I decided, okay, with my parents, I better go to university. Thought I'd love to go and do garbology, actually, yeah. um, which, again, is cleaning up the mess we're in <laughs> in another way. <laughs> um, I love that, garbology, but then you couldn't find a degree for it, probably. There was a degree at ANU. But, um, was there? Yeah. I, the advice was that will never get you anywhere, you know. Oh my goodness. So, well, that was an oversight. Yeah. That but was I also bit... love it that you're saying that way back then you wanted to be connected. Sorry. And I don't mean way back then because it was so long ago, but as a, as a girl, you wanted to be connected to the earth, growing vegetables. It was all very natural still, wasn't it? Yeah, and organic yeah. back, back in those days. Very natural. And part of what I did at 17 was go out and get a whole lot of massage certificates. And I still massage every week, Jules, even at 56. Wow, do you? I've had some clients for 35 years. I do three Why? Why do you still do it? So what do you get out of massaging? Because I've often wondered that from when someone's massaging me. My brain just goes into another zone and, you know, my hands know what to do. So I move away and into a, a healing space. And it's a beautiful form of being able to give. And, you know, I don't ever massage anybody new anymore, but I've got clients that I've had, as I say, for 35 years and things. So wow, that is um, saying something. So, okay, so you left, you wanted to go to Byron Bay, but you ended up. So where where were you living in these at this stage? Are you in, I don't even know where Sydney. you are now. Are you? I was in Newtown in Sydney and I went off and did right. occupational therapy. And that was extremely Christian. Um, and yeah. I didn't wow. have a strong Christian pra- practice. Um, and it was also extremely female and I, I quite liked hanging out with blokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, um, after two and a half years, I felt physically ill, literally. So I, I left and took a year off and did a whole lot of yoga practice and started dabbling in homeopathy and naturopathy and blah, blah, blah. And then wow. went back and wrote, Oh, look, I just happened to have it here because of a job I've taken on something called yeah. the whole person whole health system so that was 1985 and we you were so ahead of the curve really weren't you I mean you must have been considered quite weird in those Um, days still considered weird (laughs) I think you're mainstream now (laughs) no I'm not (laughs) oh good (laughs) no I Um, just you know it's very exhausting feeling your way into the future like that because you're always doing the cutting edge thing so you know for example one of the businesses that I currently run is called Love Earth Yoga Mats and Love Earth Yoga Mats we've been doing for eight or nine years and we make beautiful mats they're really the greenest in the scene so they're made out of um, tree rubber and jute which is oh yeah biodegradable so you can stick them in your garden eight years later 
And then we color half of them with charcoal, binchatan charcoal. So, and you know, we're super green. So the whole thing is that we get everybody to send back their old plastic yoga mats, which they shouldn't be practicing on. And we repurpose them and we give them to dingo shelters and homeless shelters. And we've got a, a you know, fantastic remote communities and et cetera, et cetera. Anything that we can think so they don't go into landfill. That so is a brilliant yeah. initiative. I had never thought of all those people saving the planet doing yoga on plastic plastic mats yeah I didn't even didn't even think yeah that's brilliant they're very naughty (laughs) (laughs) well yes they are yeah it's very hard because it's um you know it's you can go down to Kmart and pick up a mat for nine bucks but you're actually poisoning yourself because it's made out of pvc which is is uh a carcinogenic so it's really horrible to think of all those people on those horrible mats Yes, and and yet I I rarely see anything in the media that says ditch your plastic mat and go and get yourself a proper natural mat. Yeah. Interesting. um, Okay, so so let's go back. So you finished your occupational therapy. You didn't. You did two years, then you took a year out. I I took a year off and I studied all those things. I went back, I wrote this thesis, um, which was with another friend and Fiona Ferguson and it it was might I say so brilliant yes and groundbreaking (laughs) groundbreaking and brilliant but it was a bit too groundbreaking so we got hauled into the head of school who said look you should get an A++ it's like a PhD you've written here and um you know she said it's amazing and it was, you know, we did it so well. We spent every night awake till forever. Have you ever, have for... you had it published outside of just the normal academic publishing? No, it's a little old in the tooth now. <laughs> it's probably really relevant still. <laughs> anyway, okay, so yeah. so what happened after that? Um, so that was 1985. And so we got hauled into the head of school who said, hey, you can't um, actually, <laughs> uh, we, you should be getting an A++, but we're going to mark you at C+. Which was like, you why? Were. And she said, we're doing that and I'm making my excuses now. This is a political choice we're making because we are a paramedical profession. We are not an alternative or complementary health profession and we do not want to have uh, people thinking that we're operating on the same principles in any way, shape or form. So we got a really crap You mark. are kidding me. No is joke. that even allowed? No, I'm sure it's not allowed. But listen to this. Here's a little woo-woo story. Okay, so (laughs) I'm a massager, I've just told you, and I ran a business called Mad for Massage. So I used to go overseas with conferences and things and massage people's shoulders and, you know, stuff. And I was up there massaging the people that run the conferences. And uh, CIM was their name. And I'm massaging and they're showing up on the screen a new way of um, taking all the information about conferences, abstracts, delegates, etc., putting it all together, making changes, etc. And they've decided to showcase the Occupational Therapy Conference. Now, this is 30 years after 1985. Wow, yeah. And then they said, and now, so for example, here's a story by Colin Malavi O'Burn, who was the person who was the head of school. And and um, this is her her abstract, and she's been able to go in there. It's called the role of spirit in the healthcare system. Get out of town! <laughs> that is hilarious. So I wonder whether you've started planting the seed, of and course. she'd had her. I, I, I wonder whether she she'd yeah. been told off or something and had to do it. But I don't know. No, I think I it's can't even that, believe that they're allowed to do that. Actually, no, that they're I don't allowed to say either. this just, is so well written. Yeah. But we're going to mark you down because we disagree with your with your opinions. I mean, that's... anyway, look. So I think, look, the main that the main part of that story is that you just keep going where your focus is, and we in yoga we call it drishti. So your drishti is your point of focus, and we right. do a whole lot of practices about that. Like we do meditation on a candle point, and we do a whole lot of really important focus stuff with our mind right. and our and our our eyes um so that drishti as long as you're following it it can take a lot of different forms right so (laughs) and you just keep following and for me it was a really like of all the things that the good lord above could have shown me they could have been showcasing a builders conference physiotherapy ship riders whatever it was occupational therapy it was that one i was being shown it clearly so it was just like have faith you know even though you feel like you know to use a good australian phrase you're pissing in the wind a lot of the time yeah. <laughs> that it's, it's okay yeah and also change 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 on a massive scale takes time but I mean you look at now at medicine and my dad was a surgeon so 
Um, he was very anti-woo-woo. Yeah. And then as he got older and, and, I mean, unfortunately he died at 63, but prior to that he started using Manuka honey in his surgery oh, as instead of antiseptic when on the, after he'd had surgery and on, done it on a wound. Wow. Then when he got a brain tumour, which was awful, the mm. doctor said to him, go and do meditation. And I clearly remember him being yeah. really resistant and doing it though and then mm. coming back and going, oh, my God, I should have been doing this for the last oh. 40 years. It's just made such a huge difference. And I thought, wow, for someone who was like so medical, you know, it's all got to be the scientific medical sort of straight down the line conservative route. Even he, reading all the medical journals, started going, yep, honey has been proven now to mm. be antiseptic. You know, why don't mm. we use it? It was just, it was wonderful. So yeah. you yeah. might think you were really out there then, but actually we're all just joining you now. <laughs> yes, and, um, and, and it's okay. And I actually, you know, like, how weird is this? So that was 1985. That's literally, what is that? A long time, so, let's just is say. That 40 years ago? <laughs> Is that it's really? 15 years and 20, it's 35 years, yeah. 35, yeah, okay, so 35 years ago, and I've just picked up a job with the most brilliant crew called Soul Advisor. You should look it up, really yeah. strong women, brilliant Soul, women. S-O-U-L? S-O-U-L, Soul yeah. Advisor. So, you know, if anybody's listening in and you're a therapist of any sort, whether it be complimentary, you know, so-called complimentary or paramedical, um, you yeah. can join Soul Advisor and it's the most professional kind of a um, platform for putting out therapies and putting them all together and helping people make really astute choices with well-vetted therapists. So um, that job wow. started today. It was my first day of that job. Really? <laughs> so um, I'm just bringing on strategic partnerships with all the organisations between podiatrists, kinesiologists, energy healers, Reiki people, physiotherapists, etc. So it's going to be a really interesting journey. And um, Amazing. That's a great resource to let people know about as yeah. well. Fantastic. Okay, so let, I'm still winding you back because <laughs> I still am really interested. I mean, I almost one of my questions is what was the light bulb moment? And for you, it just started so young that you I mean, I thought you might have said, oh, yeah, I went and worked in this industry or that industry. But you knew what you wanted to do from such a young age. Yeah. How did that even happen? Where, uh, what, look, Jules, was there look, a light bulb moment? Yeah, there's been a few. Growing up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to say the light bulbs are still going off. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> um, but, look, I think, you know, let me be clear that, you know, it wasn't a bed of roses being in Greece and I had a pretty rough moment and I came back to Australia at age 15. Can you imagine? I'm in Greece with all that life force. I, I don't know if yeah. you've been to Greece, but Athens is wild. Everybody hugs. Um, and I moved to West Pimble, which I don't know what the Melbourne equivalent is, but it was a Dandenong or something. I think, yeah, yeah it's, it's sort very, of it's it working class kind of everybody working, no woo woo at all kind of suburb, and barely looking at each other, you know that thing. Yeah, and yeah. so yeah, I yeah that I'd, would have been so hard. That was very tricky, but I'd also had a lot of kind of damage stuff that happens to young women or did, and let's hope it doesn't keep happening. Amen. Um, yes. But, you know, most of us grew up with something like that. So there was something like that for me. And so um, I came back and I knew I had to get on top of my mental health. So right. I started meditating at 15. And what, Why? What, what made you think of meditation? Uh, <laughs> Sorry to ask that. I'm question. so nosy. I, Look, just, I, don't actually I love know to know. I went to meditation, I think. I don't know how that presented itself. But I guess I was seeking, you know, I needed something. Yeah, yeah. And um, it that was a self-transformation meditation society and you know I went <laughs> and I've I still have a daily meditation how many years later you know like um yeah, I, I'm a strong believer in in the capacity of meditation to heal just like for your dad find um, yeah it, because it is amazing yeah so um so let's put your entrepreneurial hat on now okay. because this <laughs> is all about women in business and you are running businesses as well yeah so tell me what has that journey been? When did you start okay. going from I love doing this to I'm actually going to learn, earn a living doing yeah, this? Yeah, right. So I finished my occupational therapy degree. I started working in mental health in a fairly big capacity, running mental health um, uh, community for people who were being turfed out of long-term institutional care. Um, right. And, you know, people have come from all manner of backgrounds to end up with psychosis. Is this like the care in the um, community when they stop? And there stop? they were. Was this a bit like, sorry, was this a bit like the care in the community when they 
um, mm. kicked everyone out of institutions and said, no, no, they can go home and be cared. And, of course, they weren't and they all ended up on the streets, most it, of them. It was a sin. It was actually right, a sin. It was absolute sin. Yeah. I couldn't agree more and it hasn't been properly rectified. No, it certainly hasn't. We've got a long way to go. So up here in New South Wales, it was the Richmond report that caused that to happen. And um, they saved a lot of money by doing that. And they, all these guys and women went out into community care. And there was rape, there was murder, there was... So, yeah, so they didn't really save money. They saved money at a very superficial level because they've got yeah. a lot more people now with mental health issues because they didn't look after the ones... Yeah, you know that that had them in the first place, and they've and they've damaged other people as well. That's right, Jules. They were really, you know, it was so very dangerous, and it was it was one electoral round, you know, that they were getting money for. I just I get so angry when I talk about it. Yeah. Anyway, so um, I was out there, and I was working with beautiful people who'd been through all sorts of garbage in their lives, um, and were suffering a lot, and. I was working with the Department of Health, you know, and there was just absolutely no intention to cure. It was all about management. It was all about drug therapy. It was all about keeping the status quo, Um, you know. And, of course, it's those people that were downtrodden anyway that were more at risk in that situation. So I I couldn't couldn't stay there, you know, like – and I, Good woman. I, yeah, I just went, oh, no, can't do this anymore. You know, like I actually feel ill and this yeah. whole thing of having to be a professional paramedical and being able to have, you know, they had such a low budget that I was seeing people for half an hour every two to three weeks, which if you've got what? a big-scale mental illness is not going to make the – Not even touch the sides, I wouldn't have thought. No, so the old lithium shots and everything else going on, and I just was not up for it, so – so I moved out and I started doing my massage and and I've never been employed since. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you. I love health. hearing that. <laughs> yeah. I've just um, employed myself from about the age of 22. Well, I, always, I did that at about 24 and I figure that we basically have the best bosses when we're our own bosses because oh. we nearly always agree yeah. with when we're allowed days off and That's when right. we're doing things and whether we should do them or not. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, and on your own head be it, you know. Yeah. yeah. So you started with massage. So how have you, I mean, because really mm. through this whole conversation, you're dropping all these, and I do massage madness and I do <laughs> this and I do that. How many things have you, how many plates are you uh, juggling up in the air at yeah, the moment? Yeah, I've, I've um, juggled a few and I continue to juggle a few, you know, like, um, but yeah, so I moved from that and I moved into doing massage pretty much full time. Um, and then I, kind of went through another whole life thing of finding my my husband and having two beautiful girls beautiful yes but, um sadly i married somebody who was extremely dangerous and um yeah and we oh, had no. you know double deadlocks and private numbers and you know etc oh no but, that's not what i was expecting you to say at all so no. how long were you in that relationship for um that was marriage. for 5 years and yeah. then I came out of that and just kind of was like <laughs> it took a while. Punch drunk, yeah. maybe literally. Yeah. And so you had two young young girls and yeah. you were on your own. Yeah. And they're, you know, the happy end of the story is they're absolutely beautiful girls. They're absolutely beautiful. And they're I can only imagine with the, you as a mother that they are and that they would have oh, been very much nurtured along the way. Yeah. But but how did you actually cope financially? How did you oh, how did so you, badly. You know, it was yeah, well right. I, I made it happen, you know. Yeah. Like I I was on, I think I was on benefits for about half a year. I just couldn't hack it, you know. I was really no. like, so what I did was I became um, very involved in Let's. Do you know Let's, the local no. exchange and trading system, which was a non-cash currency, and ended up being the um, the national secretary with my cousin for that, and guiding four hundred wow. Let's systems around the place. So that was amazing because you know it was an incredibly intelligent system which was completely shot in shot up and ruined by Howard's um, election to prime right. ministership um, because he, within three months, removed the capacity for people to barter, run garage sales and, in this case, exchange um, skills by saying that it all had to be taxed in monetary value. So but doesn't barter cards still exist? Yeah, they've got a whole lot of ways around it. They had a bigger budget than us. And, um, right, barter card does right. exist, and I've never used it, but I hear it's great. So, yeah, um, yeah. So everybody was then running a risk. But the the Labor government before him, Peter Bohm, had been. We were just about to have let's pamphlets given to everybody that went on un, un, unemployment benefits. 
and ah, so it's almost degree. like the precursor to the niece course, but just yeah, it just would have helping been much people, better. helping people. You know, like as a single mother, I could have people come and look after my kids, fix my television, whatever else it was, and I'd swap yeah. massage, and you know, it was a, just a really cohesive thing. Right. So that's how I survived. Thank you for asking. Okay. <laughs> and, well, you've got to ask because I think yeah. that's one of the things that people think people magically just do it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and I mean, I've been a single mum with three boys as uh, well, and it's uh, not. It is not easy no. and, and you know, there is a juggle. But we do get out at the other end and look how great mm. your daughters are and yeah. my sons yeah. are becoming fine young men as well. Great. So, um, yeah. so to go back. Yeah, so yeah. As, High five, Jules. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, um, so tell me yeah. a bit more about, so take me up to today and then I'm going to ask you some more questions. Yeah, okay. So um, then, you know, I went back, I, I went through all that and then I came out the other end and went, oh, my Lord, I need something. <laughs> and I decided, oh, no, actually it was apropos of let's. So this is where my the first thought about yoga came, which was, um, you know, this is great running this community institution. It's fabulous, but it would be so much more fabulous if everybody was involved, evolved and enlightened. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, you know, we, we've all been in association meetings and you just get like, oh, gosh, get over yourself. Oh, I know. I can't bear them. <laughs> yeah, can't bear them either. So I left all of that. Um, it got destroyed anyway, but I left it and just went, oh, you know, what has to happen is I, we have to take it back to brass tacks and everybody, self-included, have to feel more cohesive about themselves and more full of confidence and more have more capacity because if if individuals don't have the health and well-being and mental stability to for themselves, then they're not going to have it when they join an association or, or try and get something. No, and the other have. thing is that if you're not healthy yourself, you can't help other people. You've got to, you've, it. I mean, if you if that's your intention, then you've got to heal yourself first yeah. and get your confidence levels up so that you can share that with other people. Yes, exactly. So I went back and I did my young teacher training and um, decided that that was the best thing I'd ever done. <laughs> and because I was doing it in an area around North Sydney, Kirribilli, and in, there was a lot of corporates there, I'd also yeah. been progressively witnessing my own father, who was fairly high up in business, um, go through his own struggles mentally yeah. with the strain that that had caused, you know. Um, Which is massive. Oh, <sighs> crazy. And, you know. I mean, we talk about women and, and being... Um, mm you know, push down and, and the mm. things that we had to do. But, I mean, in the same way, mm. these guys were just, you know, they had to be the breadwinner. Mm. They had It all was all smoke and mirrors, mm. no showing of vulnerability or otherwise yeah. people will, you know, mm. eat you up for breakfast. So just as hard for them. And I'm, I'm not yeah. surprised your, your dad and mm. a hell of a lot more men really didn't collapse yeah. in a heap over. Well, they over. kind of did. They used things to help them not. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so he... You know, that was really hard to watch and, and uh, continues to be so. So, you know, like it was just like we have got to find a way to shift this ground, you know. So my, my passion became um, working in corporations and we started the first – I got laughed out of town for two years trying to sell the idea of yoga in a workplace. And now everybody does it, right? But yeah. for two years I was literally laughed out of town until I wow. found Wow, and now even in primary schools they have mindfulness hours and yeah. the children are taught yoga early. It's yeah, great. Yeah, so yeah. so you started this whole idea of, of yoga in the workplace. So there that was, was some happening in America but not in Australia. Yeah. Right. And so um and, and then where did, how did how did, how has that ended up with what you're okay. doing? Okay, so then we had something called Yoga Solutions. We had fifty two businesses that we worked with every week and we had yoga <laughs> teachers teaching in corporations it grew and grew for about eight or right. nine years until finally I went <laughs> <laughs> you know I did a little survey and found that everybody was doing it to get rid of their headaches or get flat abs or you know strengthen their back or look better or in a bikini etc and I you know knowing what I've just told you about yoga it was just like no yeah yeah <laughs> so I dropped yoga solutions and I picked up something called healthy results which was very sneaky because rather than charging them six dollars to come to yoga we'd charge them six hundred dollars and <laughs> corporates love that I know really I was going to say there's a lesson in that yeah. uh, and, and, and anyone listening should learn that if you are dealing with corporates, I talked mm. about it with someone the other day, the perceived value. You yeah. know, you just need to, like, if you're 10 times your thing, all of a sudden they'll think it's 10 times better. Yeah. It's all in the wording too, Jules. So Yoga Solutions said yoga, but we called it healthy results. Right. <laughs> so, and all of a sudden every business wants healthy staff and healthy it. results. So That's it. So we called it that. We did 
13 kind of sessions where we'd go in there and, you know, every three minutes they'd be doing a yoga pose or something to do with yoga, but we wouldn't call it yoga. So we just kept them doing these <laughs> freaky little things. <laughs> Were you giving the yoga poses new names? Like this one is called using the stapler on the other desk and this one is called <laughs> picking up that. the staple from the ground. Yeah, it's all in the wording. So, yeah, so we went through that and then um, I just decided – I had also had a yoga studio running here – and then I just, my kids were both going through HSC, still single mothering, you know, just like, yeah. Yep. So we started Yoga Pass, which we had for eight years, and that's morphed into Yoga Hive. Yeah. So that's right. And this, and this idea, just from what you briefly told yeah. me the other day, just to give people an idea, yeah. is you are targeting, now I don't know whether this is Yoga Hive actually, or, a, or get a for your son or so, yeah. but the idea of giving out vouchers to McDonald's, yeah. I thought was just, it, it so clearly says, we're yeah. trying to help the people that don't know where to go and don't know That's what to it. do rather than try and convert people that are already halfway there. That's precisely it. There's a lot of choice in yoga. And if you are in, inclined to do yoga, you're going to find a yoga studio. But that's not who we're after. We're really, really after people who haven't really thought it was for them. And to put it into a language that's just basic enough for people, go, people can go, that's something that I can actually even start. You know? yeah. yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Okay, so now <laughs> let's get a little bit off your career. And is there, is there something else that you want to tell me no, about no, coming no. up to now? All right, so... And I, and I don't know that I'm putting you on the spot here, so you um, don't have to answer this. Try. I say this to everyone. But because it's about women in business, yeah. I think it's worth me yeah. asking the question. And yeah. I imagine, actually, that you're going to have a good answer to this one. But are there any women that have helped you along the way? And if so, have they helped you? Oh, you know, there's been so many women that have I was going to say, with you, I would, I would say you're probably surrounded by a lot of women. Yeah. But have there been sort of pivotal... I guess I'm thinking of the woman who said something to you that you thought, oh, my God, I'll go and set up Yoga Hive, or the woman that said to you, no, no, we shouldn't be targeting the fitness um, enthusiasts. We should be targeting the obese people with no exercise. my grandmother over my left shoulder. I think because whenever I start anything, it's usually, oh, my God, that's what we have to do. It's one of those moments rather than taking mentorship. Um, In yoga, we have a really strong... uh, we have to have mentors, you know, that's really important. You have to be learning as you're doing, otherwise okay. it's, it's not. It's breaking that cycle. So um, I have some fabulous yoga teachers that I like to go to and, and people that I love and trust, but it's been my coworkers that are the most, um, most important. So I always hire friends <laughs> whenever I'm hiring. I can't Great philosophy, yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. um, people tell me not to all the time, but I do. Um, and I think, you know, life is real and it's better to go through it together and feel totally real in the presence of somebody else rather than I'm your boss you're my employee yes I, I totally agree but have you have you lost any friends along the way because of mm, business going no pear-shaped you're no, lucky no I haven't you're, you are lucky because I I have had that as well and I mm. always say to people if you're going to get it and I love the idea of friends and yeah. I think with women if you can do it with a partner yeah. of some kind yeah. it makes it much easier and you've got someone to share the ups and downs with but yeah you d- I mean, I just having been in a situation, mm. I'm a big believer in while you're all being buddies, just work out how if you decided mm. that you didn't want to do it or something went wrong, yeah. how you would get out of it. Yeah. Um, Jules, I've been in enough um, sticky situations, but they're always with men. <laughs> funny you know, funny and, about that. But, but, but mm. it is interesting, I guess, you know, just in terms of, of and a lot of that would be because, mm. and I'm the same, when it comes to men in business, they mm. literally just employ the left-hand side of their brain. Yeah. And even my partner, who I love and adore, and is such a jolly, funny, happy guy. When we talk mm. about numbers or we talk about business, he gets this look on his face and I'm like, <laughs> I'm scared of you almost. You know, yeah. it's, it, it's quite a, they employ a very different part of their brain, I think, compared to us. Yes, I think probably it's true. And, you know, my businesses have always been, or for the last 10 years, online. So right. um, that involves programmers and they're a particular breed as well, you know. <laughs> they so, are. And we're not man-hating because there are awesome people out there. But it is just, it's just a men is from Mars, women are from Venus type just, thing, I think. Yeah. that They just use a different part of their brain to, to do business and... and yeah. I don't want to say ruthless, but it just makes them much more decisive maybe than It does, would you know, be. and I'd like to have a bit more of that in my own arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I wish it would rub off. Yeah. All right, so in your yoga journey, well, in your journey, your business mm. journey all the way through, have there been any big successes or big failures that you've learned from that you could share with 
any of the women that might be listening. Yeah. Yeah. Although, as I said to someone the other day, I don't know why I say, are there any successes or failures? Because not a lot of people learn from successes. It's the failures (laughs) that teach us. I've had some doozy failures. (laughs) Or challenges rather than failures. I've had some doozy, doozy failures, really. Um, But I think that the the failures have been kind of um, selling things before they're actually in reality, you know. It's that kind of thing. So my idealism is my success, but it's also my failure. And so... I'm learning now to put a lot more governance into things that I do, signing those forms, making the agreement, da 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 really, well really holding myself better um, in terms of governance. And particularly we're doing – we've got two new boards that we're setting up at the moment and it just has to be good. You know, it can't just be fly by night, fly – you know. I'm, I'm very um, – I've always just trusted that it was going to be fine. Um, but yeah. it's not always. So, yes, I took myself overseas um, about three years ago. I grew up in Greece and I hadn't been yes. back for since 2000. And I decided to go and spend two months celebrating the fact that we'd just done this incredible thing with Swiss pharmaceuticals, um, which was coming up for completion, and that we'd got Yoga Hive up and happening. And, you know, that, that, I, that marked a decade of intense work through Yoga Pass and all the rest. And so I bought the tickets a year beforehand, presuming that was going to happen. And then, um, the programmer that we employed at that point didn't come up with the goods and didn't come up with the goods and didn't come up with the goods till the point where I was on the floor of um, Singapore oh. Airport, and they were pulling all their television broadcasting advertorial that was going out the next day, and I was down $12,000 for a trip that I was barely covering, and it was hellish. It was a really, really tricky moment, and um, and it was an example of too much optimism and faith and not enough um not enough Rigger. feet on the ground and, and too much trust, you know, not not getting yeah. things into writing properly. So, yeah, I've learned about governance. And um, at the moment I'm setting up an Aboriginal corporation. And Oh, yeah. What, 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 oh, yeah. Is, yeah, what are you doing? Um, it's Nangwale Aboriginal Corporation and it's set up yeah. through Oric. And it's because, you know, really if there's anything that I'm doing with my life, it's about trying to help yogis understand that we've had Mother India there with all that Mother India has been able to provide 6,000 years of incredible history about how to be a human on the planet. But lucky us, we live in Australia with 120,000 years of that knowledge. And so keeping one's ears open and on the ground um, with regards to knowledge and respect and just listening in, listening up until we get there um, is the way back. So back to ourselves, you know, and, and shows it, we're here. We're not in India, we don't, um, you know, those of us that are Indian do, Indian heritage, but most of us don't relate to Indian gods and all the rest of the stuff that's come along with yoga and has made it feel a bit woo-woo to people over in this culture. So um, Nangwale Aboriginal Corporation, I've set up with another five friends who are Aboriginal and they're, um, yeah, and we're basically, very luckily, Yoga Australia has agreed that over the coming years, they'll insist that there's a cultural awareness component to all yoga teacher trainings, which is awesome. Ooh, there's yes. a change. It's it's a big thing, you know, like it we're is. really moving ahead to a, a better position as Australian yoga teachers. So, yeah, but of course that takes insane governance, as does a not-for-profit co-op in the form of Get Off Your Asana. So, you know, I can't just um, sneak around anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it's, I mean, you know, if you have the good idea, presumably you've got people who have those kind of brains as well that can come yeah. along and, and join you and make sure, you know, I, when I describe what it's like working with me when um, I, I have this fabulous Matusha who you've spoken to, but my, the job description was, I said, I really need you to kind of follow along behind me with a butterfly net and take my ideas and <laughs> pin them to the ground and make them happen. Love it. Because I'm just Love all it. fine with the ideas, could do it forever. <laughs> That's great. And is she doing it for you? She is. She's been fantastic. It's only been a month or so so far, but it's been brilliant. So, okay, now, uh, again, this is an interesting one for you. How do you juggle work and life? What sort of hours are you working? (laughs) Okay, so uh, I'm 56, as I said, and I'm getting prouder and prouder of myself for putting my priorities straight. So, you know, when you can touch somebody, that's who you should be dealing with as opposed to when you can hear somebody 
or you know, see somebody, then hear somebody. But it's what's right in front of you that's the most important thing. So this weekend I didn't open my computer, which I don't remember how many weekends it's been since I didn't open my computer. I walked up Pigeon House Mountain, etc. Yeah. I've got a garden. COVID has been fabulous just to rejig my brain. Um, yeah. You know, I spend a lot of time. Uh, but, okay, that all, all being said, I'm getting a lot better at taking time out, which is not yep. business-related. But my, I d- designed my business to be what I want to do. So, you know. I know. <laughs> you know, connecting with Aboriginal folk around Australia and running reciprocity action plans, reconciliation action plans is what I want to do. So I've been driving around with a little top on my car for the last few years from Tassie to Darwin. Yep. Um, wow, yeah, wow, Tassie to Darwin, that's some yeah, drive. It's been good, you know, and yeah, I bet. here, there, everywhere. So, <clears throat> but you're right, I think, yeah. when you're passion, when you're really passionate about what you do and you're mm-hmm. really making a difference, it's hard to remember that yeah. that is actually, you do actually need time when you're just not thinking about anything mm-hmm. or you're, and I'm, I'm not, obviously you're meditating every day, mm-hmm. but just that downtime to say, no, it's time to go and walk Pigeon Mountain or whatever mm-hmm. it is that you need yeah. to do. Yeah. And get away from all the, the distractions, I yeah. guess. Because how long is a piece of string? I mean, you're the same. You're in an industry that you could go on and on and on. Because oh, I love it. I absolutely yeah. love it. But I, ha- I tell you what, I had a really amazing moment of clarity um, doing the She's the Boss lunches. It was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And I was looking, I think we had about, there were 12 or 14 people left and everybody started talking about trauma that they'd had in their lives and um, burnout. Uh And it transpired that I think five out of the 12 have completely had to change their lives because of stress. Wow! Like completely, they've had collapses, they've had PTSD, Mm -hmm. they've had awful repercussions. And it was just that moment and I looked at the screen and I went, Wow, doesn't that tell you that we shouldn't be pushing ourselves too hard, that you've got to pull back because if you don't, you get autoimmune diseases and you have um, chronic fatigue and you get like really awful things when your body says, you've just, I I can't do it anymore. No, you can't follow your path if you're limping, you know, like, or you can, but it takes a lot longer to get there. But if you're running too fast, mm. you don't realise that you've, you've started limping. Do you know what no, I mean? Exactly. So you just and, and and to go back to your a, a lovely thing about COVID, it's been great for me as well. But and I think mm. and it's been great for the planet as we know because yeah. it's paused a lot of the pollution. But mm. that stop and reset or pause mm. and reset is, mm. I think. Well, I hope it's going to have some bigger yeah. repercussions than us all going back to work and doing what we were doing before. Because I, I think it must. It must, and surely there are families out there that are going, whoa, we've got kids, like you were saying before, with yours and with mine. You kind of go, whoa, we've got kids, and, and it's important that we mm-hmm. share time with them, not yeah. that they get 15 million um, you know, after-school courses and things like that, mm-hmm. that we're actually mm-hmm. saying, no, what they want is your time. They don't want to yeah. be sent off to a course or being given an expensive toy. But it's that, you know, to me, Jules, it's coming back to the beginning of our our discussion, which is that we just have moved so far away from ourselves that we don't realise the, the basic intrinsic worth of of a cuddle and just being yeah. there and eye contact and hanging out and, you know, walking in the park and, you know, all those things. We feel like we have to pile on the 15 courses after school or, you know, the endless movies or the yeah. whatever, yeah. the trip to so-and-so, et cetera, et cetera. So, so let's, yeah. well, let's hope that we see some massive changes in, in mm-hmm. the planet over the next while, but I feel it's coming. I mean... Even, even just there's so much social unrest and all the rest of it. It's all, it's all coming. But okay, so now I've got a really funny question for okay, you. Go. Is there one quirky fact that most people don't know about you that you would be prepared to share? Oh. <laughs> you know, like yes. one person won a game show. Somebody else was Graham Norton's first big red chair. I've heard all <laughs> sorts of crazy things. Have you got a good one? I feel like I've been telling you a few crazy things. I grew up um, before I went to Greece. I grew up on an island. I was conceived. I conceived my child on an island off the south coast of Sydney, um, about three half, three hours in Jarvis Bay. And um, that's where I used to – we had a little hut and yeah. I used to sleep with penguins under my floorboards about this far from my head. And have you ever heard a penguin? That, when we say this far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it wasn't cute. <laughs> 
And when you when you were saying this far, it was about thirty centimeters, wasn't yeah, it? A foot, a foot from your head. Were there Amazing. And just above the ground, and they had all their burrows just straight under our bed. So, oh, that would be a great was, name for a business. You know, talking with I love penguins. that sound. <laughs> or sleeping with penguins. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. think I've ever heard it before, but I'm going to listen out for it now. Okay, and then then last but not least, we're about to wind up. But yeah. and I don't know whether are you an app person? Do you play have apps on your phone I use that you a love? Few, few apps, yep. Yeah. Okay, so, so the the questions are: What are the two most useful apps on your phone outside of banking? I'm, I'm not or oh, or email. The most useful, you know, you must what have I think some is, yoga ones. Yeah, well, super useful is Blinkist, which yeah. is. Have, do you use Blinkist ever? No, what is it? Blink B L I N K I S T. Yeah, B L I N K I S T. Yeah, and that's for people like us who yeah. um are are low on time. Um, oh. And big on ideas, yeah. <laughs> because it it distills a book down into fifteen minutes, and it does it really, really well. So <laughs> if somebody tells you you should read this book, you can just go on to Blinkist, and you know if it's just fascinating, you'll have to go buy it. But yeah, you, know, you can. It gives you all the all the bits that you need. So oh, the, okay, can, great. That that is a really yeah, good one. You can talk intelligently enough. Yes, because I love reading actually and I yeah. read very, very fast and I read a lot. But yeah. um, but when it comes to business reference books, yeah. you it, it just makes me feel ill the thought of reading them. Yeah. So something like Blinkist will be great. And everyone else quotes them, so I learn that way. Yeah, so that's good. And then, you know, you've got Audible straight up after that because it's just the best thing in the world when you're driving around to be able to hear, to listen in to books. On, on but um, book. the other book, the other uh, app that I'm loving at the moment is Indemoji. Oh, yeah. Um, which is Indigenous Emojis made by kids oh. up in um, Alice Springs. And it's beautiful. So they've got, a, you know, hundreds of different things you can use to express emotions. So it's called Indimoji. Indigimoji. So it's I-N-D. D-I-G, like didgeridoo. Yeah, Indigi. I-N-D-I-G-E. Indigimoji. Indigimojis. All right, great. I'm going to get it. And then what about, do you play on your phone at all? Do you have any games that you play? Got no time to play. All right. No, it's all about, well, you know, like self-actualization. As a yogi, if I do get a spare moment, I'll do a breathing thing or, or do a meditation. Right, so there's no candy crush or or, or, or um, words with friends for you. No. What, what's yours? <laughs> <laughs> candy crush and really words funny. for friends. I'm writing them down. <laughs> oh, well, words with friends if you like Scrabble because I'm all about word. I love those kind of things. Oh. You get on words with friends and your friends are on there and you start games with them and you just take it in turns having goes oh. and you can have sort of 15, um, 15 games on the go with different friends. Oh. That's that one. And Candy Crush is just embarrassing. It's I don't even know what it is. It's kind of like <laughs> whatever it is where you have to get three things and knock them out. And it's done with lollies. And my children look at me and go, they were, they were the ones who got me started on it four years ago or something. And I can't stop. And there's like 5,000 levels. So, oh, no. yeah, it's, it's a bit, one of those ones that's a shame. You would, you would not like it. <laughs> that's, that's very cute. <laughs> no, you don't. All right. Well, listen, thank you so much, Kate. I have really enjoyed this. It's been fantastic getting yeah. to know you and all the things you're doing. Thank and you. I cannot wait to see how you conquer the world with yoga. And I'm going to give it a go. Oh, great. I promise. Well, yeah. I hope you've enjoyed this She's the Boss chat episode. It was great to have you here. If you want to stay in touch, you might also like some of the other things that we've got going on with She's the Boss. Firstly, I've got the She's the Boss show, which is on Ticker TV. Now, you can watch that either on tickertv.com.au or you can download the Ticker app from any of the app stores. So Apple and Android, and they've got an app that is for your phone, for your iPad or tablet, and for the smart TV. Or you could join us for our free Zoom lunches for female founders that we hold online. The best way to do any of these things really is go to she'stheboss.com.au and on there you can register for the lunches and I've also got links to the website. So either way, I hope you've enjoyed it. I'm really enjoying digging down and getting down to the nitty gritty with these women and I hope you'll join me for the next episode. 